Welcome to Health Unchained. For episodes 35 to 42, I spoke with startups that are not actually using blockchain technology in their businesses, at least not yet. These are health technology companies that are part of the Mass Challenge Health Tech Competition or were previously involved in a startup accelerator program. On June 25, 2019, I attended the impressive 2019 Mass Challenge Health Tech Finale event in Boston where I met with these entrepreneurs and we discussed their businesses and their health industry insights. We also scratched the surface of how distributed ledger technology could potentially provide additional value to their users. I had a great time at this event and would like to thank the entire Mass Challenge staff for the awesome opportunity and their great hospitality. You're all doing great work supporting innovation in the healthcare space. I'm looking forward to seeing more blockchain technology companies in your future health tech cohorts. Mass Challenge Health Tech brings a startup-friendly approach to accelerating the impact of digital health solutions. Applications for the 2020 program will open September 2019, with finalists chosen in December. The startup competition is from January to June 2020. Startups get free office space, more than $250,000 in equity-free prizes, structured goals and milestones management process help from a thriving community, and all startup finalists are matched with corporate champions who support the entrepreneurs throughout the entire process. 2019 champions include AARP, Accenture, Boston Children's Hospital, Cerner, Cisco, Humana, Massachusetts Health Policy Commission, Microsoft, Optum Ventures, Philips HealthWorks, Sanofi, Vertex, and over a dozen more. This is such a great opportunity. I encourage you, if you believe that you have a startup in the healthcare space, you should apply to Mass Challenge Health Tech this year. And finally, one announcement uh, for my listeners. If you are new to the healthcare blockchain space, you should check out the show notes for a link to a Udemy course for non-technical healthcare professionals. Don't hesitate to sign up. There is real value in understanding blockchain's potential impact in healthcare. You can even use my special discount promo code DOGUM2019 for 75% off the regular price of the course. I truly enjoyed speaking to all the entrepreneurs at the Mass Challenge Health Tech finale, and I hope that you enjoyed my conversations too. I would like you to please introduce yourself and a little bit about your organization. Thank you. Yes, um, my name is Justin with GoGo Grandparent. Um, this enterprise experience through Mass Challenge Health Tech actually has made us think that we might need to just go with GoGo Technologies Inc. So I stumbled a little bit there, but um, uh, I'll just continue calling it GoGo Grandparent because that's what I'm used to. But um, we're a, uh, a service that empowers older and disabled adults to access on-demand transportation. Um, without needing a smartphone. Uh, we have two businesses. We have a, a consumer business where people are just calling our phone number, pressing one, getting picked up from their home. They call again, press two, get picked up wherever we drop them last, or last and then they can press zero to speak to an operator. Um, and then our growing enterprise division, which is what we went through Mass Challenge Health Tech to, to kind of focus on and develop, um, we're managing rides, managing Lyft and Uber rides for populations of uh, patients or older adults or disabled adults for hospitals, insurance companies, and municipalities. Um, and just because it's sometimes a little unintuitive, you know, why do you need to manage a Lyft or Uber ride? Um, 
as most uh, people in my generation know, I guess our generation, um, sometimes it's not perfect. Sometimes the driver is at the end of the street. Um, sometimes they're going to the wrong entrance of a building. Um, this is a really big issue for hospitals, uh, which is where a lot of our clients are getting Especially picked up Especially in from. the urban areas where there's a lot of traffic and Traffic, corners. side streets. Um, it's difficult for... Yeah, I mean, if an older adult has a walker, they're not going to be able to like quickly run across the road mm -hmm. if the driver is on the other side of the road. The driver has to get right in front of the older adult. Um, and so, it, it, so there's kind of a lot of... Um, those are a few examples, but there's somewhere around 60 different scenarios where a, specifically an older adult or a disabled adult or just a sick patient um, trying to like get the have that level of awareness or that reaction time to, to to manage that driver it just falls apart so much so that um, we, uh, some of our enterprise partners were seeing um, success rates of only 70% or another way of saying that is between uh, one out of four rides to one out of five rides would fail to get the person to the appointment or back home which is not acceptable in a medical setting um, especially when some of these appointments might have taken a year to set up if they're like with a specialist or something. GoGo has the highest ride fulfillment rate in the industry, 97%, and we were able to do it usually at about a 50% cost savings to the organization. So how do you actually do it? So they don't have a mobile phone, so they don't have GPS. How does a Lyft or Uber driver find the grandparent? Yeah, so some of the ways that rides fail are solving that problem. Uh, it's not the only thing, um, but but talking just about that, um, GoGo improves over time as we uh, learn more about a place and as we learn more about our client. Um, so if someone's getting picked up from a hospital that we've never done a ride from before, uh, we we are we give technology that detects that and then surfaces that to a team of uh, our operations team, what we call professional grandchildren. Mm. We have over 150 folks now that just focus on. Um, ordering and managing the rides. 150 people. That's right. Well, and, are these full-time employees or are these like kind of subcontractors? Full-time contractors. Contractors. Right. Um, and so, uh, awesome. and, their, and their role is they get kind of fed a problem that our technology is predicted and then they have to intervene. And so one of those problems could be this person ordered a ride at this hospital. Um, they're not what we would call like a high acuity client. Um, maybe they're under the age of 80. Um, and, and, and so we would let if the first ride were to cancel, then or if the driver were to cancel, then we would send out another one. And then if that one cancels, for not high acuity clients, we let it go twice. For a high acuity client, we won't even the the first ride won't get ordered unless it gets looked at by a human first. Um, but for a lower acuity client, first driver got out there, canceled. There's a problem. Um, well, actually, it depends on how the driver canceled. So we're, we might be getting a little bit too much in the weeds here. No, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's okay. You know, scenario one is. Request went out, driver accepted request, canceled within 30 seconds. That's a good thing. That that probably means that that driver, um, so we communicate with drivers that are new to GoGo. -Go. And so we'll call them, we'll text them, we'll, we'll just make sure that they know that the next person they're gonna pick up is outside the usual scope of one of their passengers. It might be an older adult with a walker or something. So you do communicate that to the drivers have beforehand? To, have to, mm -hmm. because we want them to cancel. If they're, if they're going to cancel, we don't want them to get there and then cancel on the spot. So what account are you using? Do you have a special GoGo grandparent account for Uber? And then you we, we've partnered with Lyft and Uber to, to make this work. So um, that's how you actually integrate into it. And, and then your GoGo grandchildren are basically bridging the gaps of communication between the 
Uber, Lyft driver and the grandparent or the older patient getting the right, ride. right, or or in some cases the um, the third party that ordered a ride for the older patient. Mm. So the patient's actually just cut out, and it's like we're dealing with a third party driver and then like a third party nurse, mm. and both are overworked <laughs> and, and yeah. like and, and so. Very interesting. Um, uh, but going back to like an example scenario of what I think is more, uh, which helps build like what I'm talking about or exemplifies it. So driver cancels in 30 seconds. Good thing. We'll send another driver out there versus a driver, you know, driving 15 minutes to a hospital, um, waiting five minutes and then canceling. Drivers don't want to do that. Right. It's a waste of their time. Waste of their waste time. Of money, right? And then maybe they make five bucks, but they did not drive 20 minutes to make five bucks. Right. Um, so that tells us, you know, that's an instant red flag. There's a problem. So before we reorder, we have to, we, you know, we'll call the client, try to learn more about what the situation is. Um, it, it can be anything. It could be a tree. Fe- this has actually happened. A tree fell across the road. Mm-hmm. And so drivers can't pick people up from the hospital right now to, oh, yeah, I'm at the emergency room. Okay, great. So I'm looking at the map now and I see, oh, is the emergency room across from the oncology center? No, it's not. It's across from the um, pediatric ward. Mm-hmm. And then they're not actually in front of the emergency room. They're actually in front of something that has a sign that says emergency room left. Right. <laughs> right? And, but, like, you know, that got lost in translation. We figure that out, um, and then we get them picked up. Um, and then if that were to happen again from the same hospital, now we know. So now we have a little bit more information about, about the client, if they have a walker or a wheelchair, in those situations. But in this case, in the hospital, that, like, okay. The, this is a little bit how it's structured. There's a couple different things, and we can get more information now over time. Are you can pick up at the airport? What terminal? What door? I mean, Lyft and Uber do this for terminals um, eh, to make success. Airport rides are still a disaster for GoGo that that require like all hands on deck. But um, we're getting a lot better at uh, kind of the more common locations that our clients go to. You're specializing in like urgent care or hospitals or clinics or that kind of space. So within our enterprise program, which is really what we've been focusing on over the course of Mass Challenge, um, we it, it's hospital healthcare systems, hospitals, health systems, um, which are a little bit different. So I, I would count like a, a health system like a Tufts, mm-hmm. um, where there's branches or different clinics spread across. Right, they have a lot of contracted geography. places. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right, and then. Um, uh, and then you have insurance companies that have no locations at all, but they're managing transportation for their clients because some of their clients have to, like have dialysis needs, right? And they need to get where they need well, to get there. There's huge problems with patients getting that kind of transportation care mm-hmm. because it costs so much money. It could cost up to five hundred bucks to move one person from their home to a dialysis center. I believe and it. Using like an EMT, but it doesn't need to be that expensive, and, right? And we're paying for it. So what you're providing is an alternative solution to those health plans and insurance companies to save them some money, as well as you know overall save the industry money. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, so hospitals, healthcare, or health plans, insurance companies, and then also municipalities because it costs them money too. Right. Um, if an ambulance is being called and the client doesn't pay for it, the city usually picks up the bill, and so. Um, uh, it, this is like a way for them to make sure that they have a healthy older adult population. Um, and so that's been exciting to work with. When was the company founded and why? Uh, incorporated May, I'm sorry, April 30th, 2016. Uh, first rider was my own grandmother in 2016, January 2016. Um, and she, so I, I lived with her for three years, um, broke, didn't have a car. 
working on different um, different ideas to make success and with my co-founder David um, who wasn't able to be here today but is a huge part of GoGo and we wouldn't be here without him um, but David and I were working on different things uh, and grandma needed to get to the nutcracker she drove herself at the time she doesn't anymore but she drove herself at the time um, and the nutcracker was at 7 p.m. in a place that she hadn't been before so she wasn't super comfortable driving herself so she asked for Uber's phone number so she loves the theater she well she goes to the theater. Goes to the theater. Yeah, she she likes musicals. Uh, Oklahoma is her favorite musical, um, but uh, she so yeah she wanted to go to Nutcracker with a friend. It was late. It was dark. She asked for Uber's phone number. I said they don't have one, um, and then she just said, "Well, you should make that uh, over like a Sunday dinner or something." And so kind of you know started thinking. It's a great story. And and we are the idea that we were working on at the time wasn't working out, and so. We had two months of rent left, and we just decided, okay, let's let's try it. Um, and if nothing else, like at least Grandma will be able to get to the Nutcracker, um, or or whatever she needs to use it for mm-hmm. in the future. And she gave it to her friend, who gave it to her friend, and then by April we needed to hire our first operator, which means we needed to start charging for the service. We charge twenty seven cents a minute while someone's in the car, so not much. Usually comes out to be between three. To four dollars, um, and and we needed to pay an employee to be our first professional grandchild, and so that's kind of how that happened. How many users do you have currently? Um, we don't like to give out the exact number, but it's in the tens of thousands okay. um, that are actively using us monthly. Um, hundreds of thousands of nationwide, nationwide, and in Canada. And in Canada, so um, North America wide. Uh, well, and two in Mexico. We just did a. A partnership with Uber Health that will let us expand into Mexico, which we're super excited about. That's amazing. So yeah, go go abuelito. Go go abuelito. Yeah, go go abuelito. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, how many employees do you said you have? One hundred fifty. One hundred fifty independent smart. contractors. Are yeah. they called go go grandchildren or smart grandchildren? I keep like. Oh, we call them we call them professional grandchildren. Professional. Yeah, grandchildren. they're in our operations team. Um, but how many employees do you have? Full-time, full-time W-2 employees, it's around 20. I think we're at 22 right now. That's amazing. You went from like being broke, no you know, money for rent, uh, Wild. to taking this idea and, and scaling it up. What I think is interesting is how... Uh, so I'm, I, we're based in San Francisco now, and there's a lot of companies that kind of have this like, we were desperate sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Too much almost. It makes me feel like, okay, maybe... Maybe that's a, an element that might be a little required when you're when you're starting something new. You have to be kind of dumb and and also like out of other options. Right, you have nothing to lose but everything to gain at that point. So you know you're putting everything you have into it, and you're not um, second guessing yourself because there's nothing else you can go. Yeah. For. So it's like all you're all in. Yeah, and that's that means it's a lot. I think. Um, so I don't know if you'll be able to answer this, but in what ways, if any, can blockchain add value to your business and or provide additional value to your users? Okay, so um, uh, I, I appreciate you asking and, and also prepping me to think about it. Um, the, the, I have a couple questions for you in regards sure. to this. So as a, as, a, as a decentralized uh, what's the expression? Proofless? Um, like you don't need... No, trustless. Trustless, yeah. Trustless system. Mm-hmm. Um, GoGo has, has thought about a, uh, a way of assigning 
So we have a bunch of people that want to be volunteer drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to reward them in some way. Volunteer drivers, would that mean, would they be driving for Uber or were they driving, driving for you? How does that work? So we have a 97% fulfillment rate. The 3% comes from trips that Lyft and Uber drivers just shouldn't be doing. The, where the, the client, patient, disabled, older adult, or just disabled or older adult needs the driver to kind of come into their home Additional give care. them an arm, mm. walk them into the hospital, right? We, uh, Lyft or Uber drivers are never going to be able to do that. Um, so GoGo's starting to consider kind of like our own employed driver force that can just handle those higher need trips, higher acuity trips. Um, and, and, and we have people that have said that they would love to volunteer to get involved in their community when, when, when possible. Um, so pretty cool. And um, uh, we would want to give them something. So we would, we, How would you pay them, right? Well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't need to, but we would like to. Um, and, and so we were thinking about some sort of like stored credit of value sort that of they token, can use. Yeah. Gift tokens or you know, virtual currencies for them that they can use somewhere else. Or, or that they can use to redeem with GoGo when they need GoGo services mm. down the road. This is a big thing. Most volunteers are over the age of 65. Um, they're retired, you know, they're, they're looking to engage in their community, they don't want to sit on the couch and watch TV anymore. So they're not too far away from needing GoGo services at some point. So, you know, we give them some sort of token, some sort of value that they can later redeem with GoGo at a later date. Mm-hmm. Um, does that need to be built on blockchain? I don't know. And I would, I would like your input. I've see, I see yeah. a lot of companies now considering blockchain for uh, basically company credit. And to me, it feels a little bit like overkill. But maybe it's not. I don't know. Well, it depends on like what you think the future economy will look like. Um, I think you know cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, and other blockchain protocols will be become kind of like the standard way of exchanging value mm-hmm. over the internet in the future. Um, I do know a company called Solvecare, which I interviewed uh, the CEO on my podcast before, and what they're doing is they partnered up with Lyft actually, mm-hmm. and they provide their users something called like a, a transportation card. It's basically like a, a token or like, you know, some sort of non-fungible asset that you can exchange for a ride, for example, or nice. for a certain distance. Or I'm not exactly sure about the details, but you know, they're called Solvecare, partnered with Lyft. Um, so yeah, I like your idea because these people that are potentially volunteering, you know, you want to give them something, maybe not make them, pay them in US dollars, but pay them in some sort of Credits. They do 10 rides, they get 10 rides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it could be, you know, sent to them or provided to them in a distributed way so you don't have to actually worry about managing that data mm-hmm. sp- specifically um, as a company. Um, does it, does it, and so my, my question to you yeah. is the benefits of using blockchain aren't necessarily speed and efficiency. From what I understand, it's it's kind of this like decentralized. Everyone can kind of see. You don't have to rely. So yeah, so it's the transparency and the accountability of the value being transacted, and also you wouldn't have to rely on a specific central entity to um, get paid or or whatnot. Right. So it can just be sort of automated via a smart contract, a virtual smart contract. Um, if you use like Ethereum, it could be. A computer, a virtual computer that you don't have to host yourself. It'll just be on the blockchain network itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, still early. I'm mulling it. Phase. I'm mulling over it. We'll, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Take a listen to a few of my podcasts. Okay. <laughs> might help you. They're all like entrepreneurs like yourself. 
um, but specifically focused on how you can use a decentralized business model. Sure. So two more questions for you. Yeah. Describe your experience as a startup participant in the Mass Challenge Health Tech. Yeah, it was great. So my my initial like thought is just the 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 best value that we got was from the other companies that were involved in the program. Mm-hmm. Bunch of people approaching totally different sides of the healthcare like beast, and it, it had a lot of opportunity to come up with new ideas or think through problems in different ways. Very valuable. Our champion, co-champions, um, City of Boston, State Executive Office of Elder Affairs, and Mihai mm-hmm. were phenomenal. It was a little atypical, I think, of the champion experience that most of the other companies had because their champions were all potential customers. At no point was the City of Boston a customer. They were just a strong advocate. But they, you know, people listened to them, and they got a lot of people in front of GoGo um, that have now become pilot partnerships. Um, so... It, it wasn't, it, it, in no way was I expecting this outcome with them. Um, I was even a little disappointed in the beginning, but it actually turned out to be the best partner that GoGo could have had going through the program. So that was fantastic. The staff making this all possible, um, super wonderful. Um, the biggest thing for GoGo going through this whole thing, which is the collection of the other companies and the staff and the partners and, and the mentor community, was. L- really meeting the healthcare system, mm. like almost awakening to it. We had a strong consumer business, still do, that's growing every month and uh, it, it is like our primary revenue source. Uh, had been for, if it hadn't been for Mass Challenge Health Tech, we wouldn't even be thinking about the ways that transportation impacts the healthcare industry. It's true that about half of our rides go to medical destinations, but the other half go to hair salons or, mm. or like other <laughs> social kind of um, ideas and so we didn't have like we weren't thinking about it from that perspective but um, it's uh, it aligns our clients interests with gogo's interests um, with these with the healthcare interests to mm-hmm. get people to their appointments and it makes sense for us to start doing that and we wouldn't have done it without master so very grateful for that. it's a, it's a great community here uh, in Boston so I you know mm-hmm. it's great work that the mass challenge team is doing and um, yeah I'm kind of just want to congratulate you on winning the Platinum Award as well. Woo, so that's yeah. a great job. Thank you. Um, what are your company roadmap items for the next well, we're six gonna months? Use, we're going to use here. the Platinum Award and the cash prize. Okay. To, What's the cash prize? How much was it? Um, it was diff- it was more than I thought actually. It was uh, forty thousand dollars. So that's great. They had a originally they it was like a thirty, a fifty, and a hundred, and then I guess they just equalized the thirty and the fifty at two forties. So there was two platinum prizes and then a diamond prize, um, which was the hundred k. But um, so we're going to use the forty thousand to fund like the beginnings of our own employee driver network. That can probably get us four drivers for four months, which is what we anticipate the amount of time it'll take to build up. You know the demand because today for the last three years, when someone got to the point where they needed more. We just said we're sorry, uh, you know, we can't help, and then they moved into a retirement community, and mm-hmm. that sucks, right? Yeah, and so cost more as well. So we we anticipate that's going to take about four months for these four drivers to get like as booming as as they need to be. Um, but our our long term goal is to become a digital caregiving service. Um, there's there's six independent activities of daily living as defined by the caregiving industry, and in order of when people need them, they are transportation, meal management, um, billing management, I'm sorry, 
meal management, home and grocery management, medication management, billing management, and then finally communicating with friends and family. And that last one kind of deals more with um, social isolation. So go, go. Huge problems, huge, huge issues. Yeah, and, and ones that don't, today, if you have those issues, if you have one of those issues, you need a caregiver. If you have two of those issues, you're moving into a retirement community. Wow. And so GoGo wants to provide a third option where if you need those things, we can provide a digital solution that doesn't require a you know, physical person who needs to get paid a certain amount of money for them to even be doing this job. Um, so usually we're able to do it for a lot less. And, uh, and, and we're starting to see that. There's plenty of people, thousands of people that have told us that if it weren't for us, they would be in a retirement community. Um, but there's still those people that I mentioned earlier that are aging out of GoGo, and it's because we don't do these other things. Hmm. Even even the driver network nails us down for transportation, but it doesn't help when they can't cook food for themselves anymore, right? So a meal management solution um, is next on the docket, and then we want to kind of approach groceries and home maintenance. Um, and then our five-year plan is to, is to have a solution for all of those things. I'm, I'm the most excited about my grandmother's is doing great still uses go every week great. and is like kind of the sore, sole source of inspiration for us um now, so she unfortunately has gone blind oh. and she so she sorry to hear that it, mm-hmm. it's it sucks she she's lucky in that um her grandma lived in oklahoma and they had like an oil well and so mo you know over two generations now like I'm not going to see any oil funds, you know, but, but, um, grandma has enough where she can hire caregivers, not full time, but 10 hours a day, Mm -hmm. which is still like $6,000 a month, like crazy expensive. So even though she's blind, um, she's not in a retirement community is the whole point of what I'm trying to share. Um, but we are able to see kind of what these caregivers are doing and, and in the order that they're doing it, and it and it ratifies so you have a little a, lab already, kind of, yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, yeah, she's she's great, and and um, I, what was what I was getting to though was that the problem that so we saw in order transportation and then meals go and then groceries and home maintenance, and it, and those three kind of happened pretty fast. Um, we haven't seen well billing management has been kind of outsourced to my mom, and that happened later. Medication management right now is almost solely in the purview. Medication management, meal management, and groceries and home maintenance are being done by um, my grandma's care team, um, which those could be done by GoGo. So that's the that's kind of like your target right now is to capture those other parts of you know their experience and right and and make it simpler for them. And those are all kind of being handled right now. We GoGo absolutely needs to be able to do those things, but the thing that isn't being handled by anyone right now is that my grandma's friend group is also starting to age and they're starting to move away. And so social isolation part. And it's and and it's sad. And it's like the what she's living for is book Why? club. Yeah. Why? And mm-hmm. and like it's as as book club or or church Card starts games. to dwindle. Bridge, yeah. As Bridge. as those groups start to dwindle and it started at ten, now they're down to like seven, right? Like she sees on the horizon a world where she's the only one left and and it sucks and so you know i'm jostling with this now maybe the next thing that we think about is a uh we have thousands of clients many of them are concentrated in cities is there a way that we can start connecting many of them go to the same places just on different days can we start connecting them Mm -hmm. um 
is that weird? I, you know, I don't. There, there are some things that can be weird about it, and and we need to think through that. Like, we're not gonna, we're not running a dating service, right? We're not running, and we're also no one likes to be told that they're old. It's not about we can't market it like meet friends, you know. It, it needs to be like right. That's a lot. Go too. bridge. Go go go. Sponsored bridge. Right. That's Super a, subtle. There's a lot there. Um, a lot of opportunity for you and the company and just a lot of potential in the industry overall so yeah. um, I wish you the best of luck and thank you Justin thank you so much again much appreciate appreciated. your time speaking with me and best of luck to you hope to speak with you soon thank you hey y'all you cyberpunk health warriors and nimble digital disruptors check out healthunchained.org and remember to subscribe to Health Unchained on Stitcher SoundCloud Google Play and iTunes. Join the Health Unchained community on our Telegram group t.me slash healthunchained. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends, your bosses, your teams, your students to listen and subscribe. Thank you.